If you or someone close to you has ever worked in radio, you know that some pretty wild stuff happens behind the scenes. Welcome to Crazy Radio Stories. In uh, 1991, I was working at the station in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it was consulted by a guy named Jerry Clifton. He reached out to me and he said, listen, how would you feel about going to San Francisco? It was going to be a station that was going to go up against KMEL. And I just, I, I wanted to either throw up or turn around and drive back or do both because they were so good. <laughs> and so I got to San Francisco and it was a really horrible situation. The station had no identity. The program director was not great. The company was run by lawyers. It was actually run by lawyers. It was a family trust. And then we were going up against KML. So to keep myself amused, I had to create my own entertainment. And I had gone through a situation in Minneapolis. Brian Phillips, now with Cumulus, came in across the street. He beat us in six months. And one of the things that he did was he got us to take our eyes off the ball. We were the number one station in town, and he beat us in six months by distracting us. So I applied those lessons to KMEL. So we started just doing stuff to amuse ourselves, <laughs> and it, it got them to take their eye off the ball. We flipped, became Wild 107.7, and they eventually, about 18 months later, beat KMEL. It was a small part of it, but I think a lot of it was just to keep... <laughs> keep myself amused so i would do stuff like uh i canceled the alcohol at their company christmas party and i did that by going through their dumpster <laughs> and finding some fresh stationery and typing up a very legitimate memo from the general manager to the head of catering at the hotel where they were going to have their company christmas party and it was talking about, hey, I know that this is last minute and everything, that the party is this evening, but it's really come to our attention or really, you know, just I'm very aware of the fact that we have a number of recovering alcoholics on the staff. And I think that we can send the message that it's all right to party and celebrate without alcohol. So if you could replace those with fruit juices and, and soft drinks, that would be great. Looking forward to seeing you. So, yeah, they showed up that evening already to party, and there was no booze. So, that was fun. <laughs> and then there was another time that we went through their garbage and came back to the radio station and dumped it all out on the table. And we're going through This is like at midnight. There was this one thing. It was a typed-up piece of paper that had times, like, you know, 6 a.m., some park in Oakland, 7.15, sunrise over the Bay Bridge from uh, Jack London Square. 8.30, Commander Perry Elementary School. And it was just stuff like that. And we kept passing this around. And finally, one of the people was like, oh, my God, that's the schedule for their commercial TV shoot. Oh. So we, <laughs> we went to all of those locations half an hour early and bannered. <laughs> so every location they showed up, we were already there. I remember being at this Bay Bridge toll plaza and Keith, the program director for KML, was sitting in his red Mustang, like pounding the steering wheel. Like, how had we known where all these places were going to be? Um, one of the other things we did was, you know, the first concert that we were at, it was going to be head to head against them was Paula Abdul. And they showed up at all their concerts at 5 p.m. And we got there at 10 a.m. Hmm. After the Paula Abdul show, we heard from a record guy, actually, said he was just over at KML, and they were all in closed doors meetings screaming at each other. <laughs> and that's good. Yes. 
if you're in a closed door meeting screaming it, that's time that you're not spent working on your brand and the stuff that had made you so great. And then finally, <laughs> I, I kind of regret, no, no I don't actually. Uh, Bill Lee is a very good friend of mine. Broadway Bill Lee. And when my father passed away, he was working at the station with us in Minneapolis. Yeah, and uh, he was very helpful during the time that my father passed. But he was the morning guy, part of the morning crew at KML. So, again, using a piece of letterhead stationery from their garbage, I fired the morning show. <gasps> I typed up a very legitimate memo from the program director to the general manager discussing the search for the new morning zoo. Oh, my God. And, you know, who he had been in contact. He'd been in contact with somebody named Saul Foose, and he'd been in contact with Don Anthony, and they had some viable candidates. And I agree. I think the GM's name was Paulette. I said, Paulette, I agree with you that it's time to do damage control before there is damage to control. And I had seen enough of his correspondence from their garbage that I knew the way he wrote. And he always, he had a very distinct signature, so it was pretty good. So I typed up this memo, and then I had an intern named Denise, but her nickname was Sunshine because she was like the happiest person on the planet. And I just retrieved from the morning mail, I think it was a press release from the Leukemia Society about some fundraiser. So I just took it out of the envelope, and I sent her over to KMEL as a representative of the Leukemia Society. And oh, my God. She just went in and dropped off this press release at the front desk. And then she asked, she asked, she said, you know, could I use the ladies' room? And the receptionist was, oh, yeah, sure, absolutely. So she went and used the ladies' room and just left this laying on the floor next to this toilet in one of the stalls. Oh, my God. So eventually, at some point, somebody from the station went to the bathroom and saw this memo laying on the ground and read it. And so within... Boy, I don't want to say 24, 48 hours, we started hearing from, you know, again, record labels, because they love to play people off against each other. Oh, sure. So, you know, they came over and said, you know, they're going to fire the morning zoo. And we're like, oh, my God, no. Why would they do that? <laughs> Fantastic. Sometimes you just have to manufacture your own fun. This has been another crazy radio story. If you want to hear more, follow the podcast wherever you're listening right now. The best way for us to grow the show is for you to share it with somebody else who'll enjoy it. If you have your own crazy radio story to share, send us an email, crazyradiostories at gmail.com. That's crazyradiostories at gmail.com.